Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Focused on Forward. Today we have the pleasure of talking with Mark Hallberg, who's joined by his good friend and co-host of a podcast called The Fandom Effect. His co-host goes by the name of Devin McVitie. So Mark, Devin, thank you for joining us today. Glad to have you both here. Glad to be here, Tim. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. So Mark, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk primarily about, about the story of your life the things that you're working on overcoming and the challenges that you faced. And, and Devin's here to kind of help us round out some of the stories and details uh, as far as it regards to him and, and things. So our audience is anxious to hear, Mark, your story and how you are overcoming the challenges that you faced in your life. So please, anytime you're, you're ready, go ahead and talk to us. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, a, lo- a lot of the stuff of overcoming is going to come after my son was born a couple of years ago. Um, and, like you said earlier, we were talking off the air for potentially upcoming legal things. There's some things that I can't go into too much, uh, too much depth about. Um, but you know, I mean, it started off normal, you know, I mean like growing up, no major issues, just, you know, kind of like, you know, when you go up a nerd, sometimes, you know, you struggle to find those friends that you, you know, are into the same things you are. So early on, it was a lot of just like me finding friends that like were the opposite of nerdy guys but were people that were cool and I could hang out with just because there was no you know up until high school there was no really like friends that I had that were you know overly nerdy in any way so it was you know I mean it's lonely you know when you're like you know when it's like that when you don't have a lot of people that uh, are into the same things you're not really uh, sure of where to go in a direction and uh, you know so I kind of I mean I floundered for a while even through college you know I didn't really know what I wanted to do and you know I was like I always felt like I was a smart guy but didn't really know you know where where to go and part of that is now the problem today you know I'm 31 and trying to find like a a new career path you know and try to find a struggle and it kind of goes back to stemming from not having a good a good plan uh early on you know and kind of like trying to juggle around um and a lot of the big stuff like I said is uh, more recent stuff you know my my son was born pretty uh unexpectedly uh he was like yeah he was a surprise um with me and my ex and then that's exploded and you know every Devin knows this 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 stuff fairly well but in any way it could explode badly it's exploded badly um you know there was some mistakes on my part a year ago like nothing like crazy sinister but just mistakes and you know we tried to like you know, working through stuff. And then she kind of did lots of other, like I said, I, I, you know, can't go into crazy details, but. Yeah. So anything legal, we don't need to go into. Let's, let's keep you, let's keep you on the, on the uh, legal uh, side of, of not, of not getting in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah. So then, you know, a lot of issues kind of arisen from there that have become things to overcome. So besides just the, the stuff about job stuff in general with her, 
you know, randomly also out of the blue one day, a couple months ago was like, yeah, I don't, I don't love you anymore. I'm done. Uh, essentially I've, I've already found somebody else. Uh, and it was like two weeks later off and going on trips with this guy. She was, I mean, you can read between the lines of what happened. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a pretty quick change. Yeah. And so now it's transitioned into, you know, I, I had a job offer recently. And so all this stuff in terms of like overcoming it caused, you know, I never really had, you know, major issues with like anxiety or, or stuff before. I mean, it, obviously everyone has their own issues to that extent. Um, you can probably hear my son, um, but that's, it's all this no, he, stuff happening has caused, fine, no worries. Uh, yeah, <laughs> has caused it to now be like a prevalent issue to, to, to need to overcome where, you know, simple things like getting a good job offer that I had through Quicken, where it was, it was a lot more money and it was a remote job, but it was 55 hours a week. I had to work every Sunday and I was all set to start. And then literally had three days of straight panic attacks where I got two hours of sleep in three days and bailed on the job at the last second to stay where I'm at because I couldn't, I couldn't get through the process of maybe starting a new job and having to figure out, you know, how am I going to watch him until 10 PM? Uh, you know, when it's, when it's my turn to watch him, you know, how do I keep him occupied when I'm on the phone that much? And realistically, I'm, you know, I've been able to with, you know, for people listening to overcome like through therapy and being able to try to get a better handle on anxiety. I, I now realize like, I probably would have been able to figure it out. Like I could have made it work because. Yeah. But if you're right. dealing with anxiety in the moment and being a person who deals with anxiety issues, I, I take wonderful doses of medicine for that to, to help me. Um, but dealing with anxiety uh, and my wife deals with anxiety. One of my, my daughter deals with anxiety it doesn't matter that it's, you know, that you could overcome it. It's what your mind tells you in the moment. It, it's, right. That's, that's a pretty steep hurdle sometimes for us to overcome. Yeah. And that's kind of what it was. Like pretty much exactly what my therapist said after he was like, yep, you let your anxiety get the better of you and bailed on, bailed on a potential job. Um, because he was like, you were complacent where you're at because your job's so easy that you don't really have to do a whole lot. Um, and you just, you panicked over uh, everything else. And, you know, obviously like you, for people listening, like looking back, like I wish I could go back and have a better handle on things to, to take the job and just figure out the rest of it, you know, figure out how to, how to make the hours work. And yeah, it would have sucked working that many hours. And a lot of the issue too, was I was all set to start and this to people listening, this comes to like when you're dealing with major anxiety issues, like a minor change can throw your your whole thing out the window. It was three days before my start date, and they called me and said, Oh, hey, by the way, after you're here for a month, we're lowering your starting pay from 20 an hour to 15, but you'll make more commission. And I got up till that point, I was all set to start. I had put in my two weeks at my job. I was all, you know, all set to go. And then they called me, and Devin knows how these conversations went. He can probably chime in if he wants, but it was like, I was all set. I was ready just to deal with it. And then they called me and, and it, that's, that's it. It was a simple change of you'll make more commission, but we're lowering your starting pay. And that just caused a three-day spiral where I just, I couldn't get my feet on the ground. So was it more of an issue of not having the unknown or is it, was, was it the what ifs? Because sometimes, I mean, those are, are closely adjacent items, but they're also very different. Because the unknown is is this big nebulous out there that you that you can't quite put a finger on what it's going to be, 
And then there's the what ifs where you can kind of see where this might go, but what if it doesn't do this? What if it doesn't do that? Yeah. And it was a lot of the what ifs, like the Devin knows the company, like there was, there, there was a lot of potential for moving into something down the road, but that moving, moving into something down the road, that was more what I wanted to do meant going back to Michigan. And at the time, and I really still don't know if going back to Michigan is the thing and I'll, I'll get into some stuff about why in a second and about how, how you try to overcome things like this when it happens. Um, but it was a lot of the what ifs, you know, it was like, well, yeah, I'll make more money from the commission now, but now the base pays lower than what I'm making now. So what if they get rid of the mandatory overtime, what happens if I have a bad month, you know, now I'm not going to make more money or if I do, it's not going to be as much as I thought, but I'm still working all those hours. And I, I know I was good at sales. So like, I knew I could have done well, but it was all these issues caused all these, all that doubt. And it became so much, I mean, legitimately, I, I've never, I've, you know, I'm, I'm a gamer. So I've had land parties where I've played games over three or four days and not slept and did nothing but eat pizza and drink Coke and, and stuff. But I was at such a stress fueled anxiety attack for so long, like for so many days in a row that I, I, I couldn't eat. I mean, I couldn't even like when people were, you know, I, I was trying to get advice and this is probably what my advice would be is limit your advice to like a select group of like five or six people. Cause I was calling everybody I could to try to get advice. Um, like, like a dozen or more people because I was so lost and so anxiety ridden. And I didn't know how to, I didn't have, like, I don't take medication right now. He hasn't, you know, advised it yet. Just serotonin. Cause I don't, I don't sleep. Like even still today, I, I can't bring myself to go to sleep before 2 AM no matter what I do. I just, my mind won't calm down until yeah, I, just, I, under, I understand that I can, I can, I can, uh, <laughs> uh, sympathize. I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I can sympathize <laughs> with that. Then that's where I am most nights as well. Yeah. And, and Devin knows, you know, it was, I was, so now, you know, with some decisions I got going on right now, um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a sim. And the biggest thing is I have to say is Mark, Mark, at that point, when he was trying to make his decision, we both worked for the company prior. That's actually how we met. And so he turned almost into like the drowning aspect of like where you're, you feel like you're drowning. So instantly you have to panic to try to get out of the water or get out of the ice when really you need to calm down and then work your way out of the ice. Um, and like he was saying, there was a lot of people whose input he seeked out and you know naturally that's a given thing too and you just every once in a while you need to keep it to a small basis and see with the people who really are there for your best interest at heart you know? yeah and so now I'm, I'm like I'm talking to Devin trying to talk to my parents which is a different thing and like two or three other people at most people that I know will just give general opinions um and again, for people listening, I mean, like, I know how it is when people are listening to this and stuff gets ahead of you. Look at the milk. Um, like the only reason why, honestly, like, and I, I, I am, I'm okay saying this, that I'm not currently, cause I just spent the last hour off and on, like just Devin knows I like spent the last, I had two breakdowns in the last hour of, you know, Cameron being a three-year-old just, you know, not, you know, I don't want to eat dinner. I don't want to do this. And, you know, I don't want to do that. And yeah. And it, you know, caused me to have like a full on breakdown twice in the last hour where I would just, I just sat there crying because I just was like, I, you know, I didn't know what to do. And for people listening, it's, you know, it's a lot of times it's, you feel like you're on your own, you know, right now I'm in a, I'm in a similar situation where I have another job offer. 
for uh, an IT help desk job in, in Michigan and, you know, did what you do when, you, you know, in this, when you're going with my situation of, you know, like you obviously have joint custody of somebody. I did the things that I thought were the right thing. You know, I asked her if it was a possibility, looked into my parents to see if I could, even though at 31, I don't want to move it home for a little bit so I can, you know, try to save up money, uh, you know, and get my feet under me. And everybody was like, nope. Parents were like, nope, we're, we're retired. We want to enjoy it. We don't want you here. I mean, they said it nicer than that, but I mean, that's essentially that was, was. The, gist, the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. She said, maybe. So I looked into it and I, I got a plan in place. I got a plan in place, you know, like got daycare quotes. Like I got everything prepped and, re, you know, realizing that I, you know, like you gotta, cause that's the thing about trying to move forward and, and think ahead is, you know, it's like, okay, before I wouldn't have done all this, you know? And when she was like, well, I don't know. I don't, I probably, I probably won't let you take them, but you don't even have a plan in place. And that's like, you know, before it's like, that might've made you spiral, but now you're kind of like, okay, you know what, even though we don't get along, they're right. I do. This is something that I need to, you know, have more of a plan in place before I make any decision. So if I make that decision, you know, with, with my now anxiety issues, you know, cause that's also a lot of it too, is when you're dealing with all this stuff, you can't do as much off the seat flying as you used to, because, you know, you get too much anxiety from it. Uh, you know, there's too much pressure. So that was something else I've realized is that I have to take a step back and do the work. So I did the work. And then again, w without going into all the details, she exploded, you know, like, no, you're not taking, uh, you're on your own. You know, it's, you know, all the things, like I said, without going into the details that could go wrong in that situation in, in terms of that kind of conversation, um, have inevitably gone wrong, have, have like. gone wrong. And, you know, so now it's, you know, you, you try to juggle, you know, how do you juggle everything when it feels like everyone's working against you? You know, you can't go back home. If you, if you do go back and like Devin said, it, it's like Devin's, like Devin's tried to been tried to tell me it is a good opportunity. It's a potential career change, but the issue is the cost of moving is so expensive and the job pay increase is not like astronomical. It's only like, you know, a couple extra hundred bucks a month that with what she's demanding in terms of money and what I would have to pay to move, you try you find this weird balance of like, at what point does your own sanity surpass even though you know you, you obviously he matters to me more than anything um at what point do you kind of like try to juggle you know like what point does your mental your own mental health kick in that's something that you know for people out there that are trying to move forward and stuff is like you it's weird finding trying to find that weird breaking point because you feel like you know uh, a bad father or a bad parent when you're considering taking a job that would take you away where you're only going to see them you know for breaks or for summer vacation, because, you know, the job market in this immediate area is not good. You know, it would be very hard for me to find. And a lot of it's because, like I said, I got so burnt out being in sales for so long that the last sales job that I had when we first moved here, it was with a good company and the pay was really good. But after like a couple of months, I like, I was showing up to work late. I couldn't bring myself to pick up the phone. I was just so done with being in sales, even though I had Cameron to support because you get in your own head that we're, I was like, well, I'll always have C so I can, you know, I can afford to slack off. You know, I, I don't need to, I don't need, I don't need to figure out why I'm struggling so hard in sales. 
because I have a system in place to support me. And now, now, now it's like, you look back and you're like, Jesus, if I had just tried harder at that job and all this still happened, I'd be in a better place to handle it. But that's also one of the traps of anxiety too, is, is right. looking back at what would have, could have, should have been. And then we apply that to the here and now. And, you know, and speaking from my own sense of anxiety, um, it's really easy for me to look back and say, well, if I would have just done this differently, if I would have just done that differently, then I, maybe I wouldn't be in the position I am, or I wouldn't have to deal with the things that I'm dealing with right now. And that's one of the things that my therapist and I had to learn. Uh, I had to learn how to work around. And, and I don't know if this is a, a technique that your therapist has talked with you about, but uh, we talked about what something she called was stop therapy. Um, you know, when the negative thoughts would come in, uh, when, um, negative emotions and things would come in, uh, instead of looking at the negativity, you know, telling yourself to stop and then finding something to be grateful for in that moment. It's easier said than done. Right. Um, <laughs> wait, I'm like, yeah, doc, that's a really good plan. Um, I'm <laughs> sure that will work out just great. The thing is it does work, but getting your, your own mind to wrap you know, around that. Yeah. Is a, is a challenge. Yeah. He, he, a lot of it's now been just focused on like trying to, to move out of the current mindset of being wrapped up in a relationship you're not in anymore and get your mind past that first and, and sleeping. Um, because like you said, like you've, it's, that's part of it too, is you, you can recognize that there's, you know, five, six things wrong or things that you're struggling with, but you can't work on all five or six at the same time. So you have to, and that's something that I've come to the realization of is that you have to realize that like, I'm not going to be able to fix A, B, and C because I have to spend so much time fixing D and E that I'm just going to have to deal with A, B, and C, even though A, B, and C are gut-wrenchingly painful. Like I know full well, I need to deal with the fact that I can't get over her. And the fact that I have to get a higher paying job at some point, regardless of what I do with this new job, who needs an answer tomorrow Cause they gave me, they gave me the job offer a week and a half ago. And it's like, that's what happens now. Even when you get good opportunities and good things happen, when you're, when you have this much, when you're dealing with anxiety or things like that, you, you can't make jump decisions, even though you're like, Oh, cool. New job offer. You're like, you have to sit and you have to think, and then you overthink. Um, so like it, part of it too, is like what he said is sometimes you just have to sit there for half an hour and in dead silence and just think. So like, that's what I'm going to be doing tonight. After he goes to sleep before I try to unwind with something else, I'm just going to sit there, you know, for half an hour and try to think. Tim, I mean, from another person who deals with anxiety and um, is prescribed something for it along the same terms is um, I've come to realize, and I told Mark that the what if, is the biggest question that we all ask each other ourselves when it comes to our anxiety and the way things are um, going on, especially when it comes to important decisions and important movements that we are currently dealing with. So. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're always, especially in this type of situation, you're, you're going to heavily fight the what ifs and the maybes. And, and I always find that the what ifs are followed uh, closely behind by the, uh, the ugly, you know, step sibling uh, called uh, uh, self doubt uh, that, you know, maybe I'm not good enough for this. Maybe I'm, I'm not able to handle this. Maybe I'm not, you know, and all that kind of comes, it seems for me anyway, that when I'm working through something that's causing me anxiety and, um, 
you know, I, I have physical manifestations of my, my anxiety at, at times. Um, and when that's happening, that's when my self-doubt starts coming in. Well, I probably, this wouldn't be happening if I wasn't uh, so worried about this, this, or this, or if I was able to handle this, this, or this, you know, and it's, that's where that, that stop therapy for the stop therapy for me was, was such a big deal, kind of a game changer in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, again, that's, there's no real way to, to, to know what's going on. And, uh, you know, like I, yeah. And part of it is too, is like, you just, you don't know when to try to erase the doubt to, to figuring out, you know, other things. And that, that, that's also part of why, you know, it's like you, like, I don't know what to do because, you know, you, you try to juggle through everything. You know, how do you, how do you move forward when you can't, when you're trying to figure out, you know, like where, you know, what is the best path on moving forward? You know, is it like, for me, it's, is it going to Michigan to, to reset essentially my entire life? If, but of course that's where all the, you know, that's where the people are that she is, you know, like that are doing things with my ex are in Michigan. So it's also like, even though, you know, full well, I'm never going to see this person. You knowing that they're even remotely close to you. And that's part of why I hate being in this area right now. She's a seven minute drive away. So seven minutes away is my ex-wife who literally could not care if I got ran over by a truck, because at the end of the day, the only thing that would be the concern would be, well, how do I explain that to Cameron? Not that I'm gone, but how do I, how do I explain that to him? Right. Understandable. So it's, you know, do you, do I, you know, do you go to Michigan to reset, you know, and give up being in school? And I've had friends and to talk to Devin about it, like, well, I guess I could go to Milwaukee. I have a, I have a couple friends on there, uh, you know, that are, that know, like, that are, you know, that I've cosplay friends, people I could hang out with and stuff, but he's only about a year and a half away from uh, starting school. And so once he starts school, if I'm anything out of a, you know, 30 minute drive away, uh, there is no picking him up every two weeks because he's too far away. You know, he's too far away from school. I know anything out of 30 minutes, I'm not going to be, I'm not driving him to school every day. And so I, like I told Evan, that's literally what stuff is, uh, has come down to, you know, to try to move forward is do I, do I deal with everything that being here means, uh, and just try to find a way to cope and try to find a better job in this area that I could be happy with, which is possible. You know, that's part of it too, is you have to realize that each thing is possible where you're going to. That's something that's, that I've been trying to tell myself to, to keep going is that, you know, okay, look, if you've, yeah, staying in the area would suck, but you do, you, you have a few friends at least, and eventually you would find a new job. Maybe it's not something you'll love, but you'll find something that would make more money. It's just, you have to deal with the fact that she's seven minutes away and she's probably months away from like bringing people over that you're going to run into. Or do you know, like I said, or do you go to Michigan? Uh, in, in, in my, in my story, um, completely reset and just give up seeing your own kid for, you know, five, six months at a time. And that, that's part of the difficulty, I'm sure, especially because I know that you're based on conversations we've had in the past and, and, you know, for, uh, 
for our audience listening, this isn't the first time I've interviewed uh, Mark <laughs> and Devin. We he they've both been on my show, Funny Science Fiction Podcast, uh, and their episodes coming up here shortly. But you know, um, I, I know that in, in other conversations that I've had with you, Mark, how close you are to your son and, and how much he means to you and and all these other things. So I, I can understand why that adds anxiety to this decision for you because not only is this a decision where you feel clearly it's going to impact your life, but it also impacts his. So yeah. there, there's a depth to this that's that's not just something that's on the surface. There's there's something more to this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, Devin obviously can speak objectively. I like to think I'm a good parent. Obviously, every parent, I guess, I guess, would think that about themselves, or I guess at least you'd you'd hope so. Um, but that's honestly the biggest struggle is, you know, if he was maybe if he was like six or seven or something, maybe it'd be like, kind of like a, all right, you're already early on. You're already kind of getting us. I mean, obviously still very early in your life, but like you're getting close to the point where, you know, you, you're, you know, what's going on, you know, you have memories, blah, blah, blah. But you know, right now he's only three and a half. Me disappearing now could mean him growing up thinking that I didn't want to be around. The hardest thing, um, is that I see Mark, like the reason, like we started our podcast, for instance, there's one of the reasons is because of his son and growing his, growing our podcast to teach people the different fandoms that are out there and showing his son that, you know, we, that what we enjoy and bringing him into it, maybe seeing if he likes it too. And um, it's hard to see Mark, have to deal with that type of issues and stuff but at the same time i do bring up to him when we have our talks about this new position is like you know you'll have a little bit of time in wisconsin to be with your kid for you know as long if you do take it you'll have that time to kind of charge up some money um with this new job get you know all the positive notes that you can come of it while still being able to be with cameron along these next couple months uh, because the move doesn't have to happen right away. Okay. So there's, there's some, there's a different play out there than possibility. Uh, yeah. They've, uh, they've given me till end of October because that's when my lease is up here. And I said, I couldn't, I couldn't move. I wouldn't be willing to move back sooner than then. Like, I don't know when you're going back to the office, but I can't, I couldn't, excuse me. I couldn't back come back sooner than then. And they were like, okay, yeah, that's, if that's what you're saying, that's fine. We'll, we'll make it work. And well, that's awesome. That they're willing to work with you on that. That's, yeah. That's it was awesome. a, it was a referral. Like I, I know three people at the company, like one of them is one of my best friends, another guy named ironically, Mark, um, who referred me on a whim. He was like, yeah, I think we maybe are opening up. He's like, let me just pass your resume on. Like, you know, if you don't mind, like he kind of just did it randomly. Like we, there was no actual job posting. He just did it on a whim. Um, you know, and obviously here we are like a month later and they've, they've, they've offered it to me. So I know people at the company, um, that are doing the same position that are, you know, good friends, um, which of course makes it easier to transition. If you know, you're going to somewhere that you, uh, you've got people you're working with. Um, but yeah, like Devin said, it's, you know, I, I know it, I can acknowledge that. Yeah. They give me till October. Uh, part of the issue is, you know, um, we'll talk about this off the air, uh, really quick. But there's there's obviously another major element that Devin knows that there's great concern that stuff could be used to prevent me from 
from seeing him, even if it's during the times when I should. Yeah, I, I get that. Okay. Yeah, there's we don't need to go into that now. Uh, so let's talk about how, you know, because as each point with each each um, interview that we do here, we, we talk about how we become focused on moving forward. So let's talk about, we, we've identified your issues. Um, we know that there's, these are very real and, and honest things that you're dealing with. So how do you, how have you started to help yourself to become focused on moving forward? We talked a little bit about therapy, but what are some of the other things that you're trying or applying to your life to help? So you? part of it is just taking, you know, and again, it's, it's the struggle of when you do find something that you're like, you're willing to put time into, you know, you try to think back to like, okay, how do I, how do I juggle this into like something, you know, to, to move forward with, but also at the same time, like do it in a way that you can justifiably do it. Um, and what I mean by that is like, I'm trying to do some random things, you know, like obviously me and Devin are doing more with our podcast or at least we're, we're trying to do some, uh, some new things with it. And, you know, and then there's you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to start like a potential side social media business. Like I, I have one guy who's, who I'm helping out right now, like go from nothing to like, at least teach him and create some things for him. So like, you know, it's, you know, and it's, again, it's not, it's not much and it's not much money and it's, you know, but a lot of it's me learning how to do stuff like that for someone who's actually paying you to do it. Um, you know, as little as it might be. So part of it's that is trying to find, uh, uh, not hobbies. I want to say like proactive hobbies. Cause I'll always have hobbies, you know, like comic book reading, which I'm 300, right. com I'm 300 unread comics behind on and I keep buying my pull list, but you know, we all, got, <laughs> we, we, we all got our issues. <laughs> um, but you know, like read like fair enough, know, like, you know, build kid, like stuff like, you know, we all have our things that we, we have for hobbies, but what I mean by proactive hobbies is like things that could offer potential solutions down the road, you know, like, do I know if me doing social media for a few guys, and even if it's just a lot of me teaching them how to do things and advising them on how to do things and maybe doing like basic video editing or basic audio editing, or maybe creating like basic, basic logos as I, as I'm learning to do things better with that. It's like, do you, do I know if that's going to lead to anything? No, but you know, it's taking a shot in the dark and just kind of trying to acknowledge like, well, this could, you know, this could help me get a job down the road, or this could open up a different door down the road. Now that I have, like, if, you know, having this side experience doing things. Um, and so that's part of what I've been trying to do is, you know, because like I said, hobbies are great, but I've learned there's a difference between a hobby, uh, something that you just enjoy doing or a proactive hobby, you know, something that requires a little bit more work and forethought into it, but you have to do it in, in moderation, you know, like I have work that, I could write, right. I, I could do right now for that client guy or to come up with a business name or to try to get a second client. Right. Finding but, balance. Yeah. But I know full well that the last day or two, uh, I've had too much to think about. So I, you know, put one thing on the back burner to put this in the forefront. Um, and also part of it too, is knowing when to think about stuff, you know, like they gave me the job offer and I realized before I could think about you know, what I wanted to do, I wanted to act like I was going to be able to take him with me to Michigan. So that's how I acted for, for like a week was, you know, let's, let's assume I get to take him and let's plan all that out. 
but then you got to, like I said, for people listening, you got to be careful with it because it's when you're dealing with major anxiety issues and depression and all that, you can somehow trick yourself into thinking that the thing that you're doing to get your mind off of having to make a decision, um, because again, I didn't want to get myself into the situation that I had before where I got so much advice and was so anxiety written about what to do that I thought about nothing else. I didn't let my brain reset at all. So you, you can argue this time I did the opposite. I let my brain reset too much. You know, uh, I didn't think about it enough because like I said, it's tomorrow, you know, that I have to give some sort of indication on what I'm doing. Um, and so part of it too, is you, you gotta, you have to, I have to learn what I am learning is to, yes, it's okay to think about what could be, uh, but you also have to remind you, you have, you have to like somehow not trick yourself as you have to acknowledge what's realistic. Like I knew full right. well in my head that she's never going to like, I'm never going to be able to take him that the odds are like 2% right. that I get to take him, but you get so wrapped up in like wanting something good to happen that you take that 2% and go, I'm going to make that my reality, which is great. Cause a lot of people will give you advice, like act like you're going to get the thing you want, which is great advice, but you have to dial it back at a certain point. But that can also be dangerous if you're not set firmly in reality while while working towards the thing that you want you have to work yeah. towards what you want but you have to you have to have your feet on the ground when doing it and there, there's in lies the danger right and you know and then again all of this like for everyone listening who's like man how long like how long has it been since you've been dealing with all this like just to give everyone a, a time frame and tim yourself of like okay well that that's a lot to deal with like how long has it been it's been four months this has been the last four months it's so only been very four fresh months. Very, yeah it, it's I've been having to make these decisions since essentially late September and late September is when I was gotten rid of mid October is when I was replaced. Yeah. That's, that's a very quick turnaround. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a very, and part of it too is uh, with the reason why that first job is I over panicked and started applying for every job I could and didn't have, didn't probably think about it. And so I'm doing better now in the sense that, and like Devin knows like, yes, I'm, I broke down twice today and I'm having anxiety going on right now, but I'm sleeping this time. You know, I'm able to get myself at least four or five hours of sleep. I'm, I'm thinking about the things I need to think about properly. You know, before when, when all this happened, if this exact same scenario had happened again, I mean, which it did, I, a couple months ago, I, I already proven I was in the situation where I could have calmly called daycares and tried to figure out pricing, you know, like I wouldn't have been able to sit and get a plan in place that if I took him with me, where would everything happen? And this time, like, yeah, it, it doesn't, I don't get to, but if I was able to take him with me, I had two day, I already did, I did two virtual daycares. I got pricing on three daycares. Like I got, I had open slots that I could have paid to reserve a spot for October. I found three different cities I could afford. I could probably afford an apartment in. You know, right. like, so you got, you were establishing a plan in place. Yeah. Excellent. So now it's just the issue. And again, it's, 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 you, you try to juggle, you know, it's like I said, without repeating myself too many times, uh, it's that weird juggle, you know, you have to, and that's something I'm still figuring out. And like I said, I, I, but you also have to acknowledge, you know, if you have to turn down opportunities for a little while, because you have to get your mind right, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, absolutely if I, not. No. You know, I, I, that's what I, and that's for people listening. That's what I've been trying to tell myself. You know, if I 
email this guy tomorrow and go, Hey, I'd like to take it, but I need a higher offer and they can't do it. And I have to turn it down because I'm, I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. You know, if I, if I acknowledge that, like, Hey, you're, you're getting there, you're getting to the, the spot where you could get your life in order, but you're not there yet. There's nothing I can do. You know, it's, you, you know, I have to acknowledge that it's okay to wait another right. couple months yeah. to then do a different opportunity or something. Okay. Well, so let me ask you this. Uh, we're getting close to the, the end of our hour here, but uh, let me ask you this. Uh, and this is, these are questions that I ask every single guest that has been on Focused on Forward. So going through this, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned? Um, I would say biggest lesson is that it's okay to have a day where you make no progress. Okay, that's a good lesson. It's a hard lesson to accept, but that's a very good lesson, especially when you're dealing with anxiety. You are gonna, I, I call them my neutral days because I think of a car, you know, a car t- essentially has two directions, forward and reverse. Uh, but there are some days where I feel like I just, you know, today I like to call them neutral days. Uh, I'm not getting much done, but the engine's still running, so. Um, but uh, okay, excellent. And now the second question I ask every guest, which is similar to the first one, what is the greatest piece of advice that you've been given? That one's gonna be a little bit harder because I, like I said, I got advice from too many, too many people. Um, in terms of greatest piece of advice. And it doesn't have to necessarily be yeah. about this situation. It could be uh, from a high school basketball coach or softball coach or baseball coach or, or soccer, whatever, you know, uh, somebody in, in your life at some point that said, you know, Hey kid, do this, 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 or this. And you know, you yeah. know, Oh man, that's a, that's a game changer. You know, it, so it could be any of yeah, any number was, of things. It was something that I wish I had taken. Okay. So now it does bring a story to mind that I wish I had, you know, you obviously you think retroactively. Uh, it was a, 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 a professor in college, um, who like, it was like a law class and I, I got like a decent grade, but like, uh, and he sent me down one day and I was, I was in his office and I was talking he goes, he goes, Mark, he goes, I'm going to be very blunt with you right now. Right. And he was like, like overly blunt. Like I was like, okay. Like to the point where like, I, you know, it was like professors aren't supposed okay. to say these kind of things. <laughs> and he was like, you're a smart guy. He goes, you're a really smart guy. He goes, that's your problem though. He goes, you're, not like I'm a genius or anything. I'm not, but he goes, you're, you're overly intelligent to where when things seem like it were like, might, it might require like a little bit of extra studying or a little bit of this or a little bit of that. He goes, you get bored and you, you just, you don't, you can't, you don't bring yourself to focus on it because you're so smart when it comes to other things that when you struggle with something, you just, you tone it, you tone it off. You don't, you don't try as much as you should. And I like, I acknowledged at the time that, that was really good advice, but never took it to heart. And to me now looking back, it's like, it's true. You can be, uh, you know, like you can not prepare yourself properly. Okay. Excellent. All right. So now uh, we referenced this in the beginning, but we mentioned that there there's a podcast that you guys are both part of. It's been referenced a little bit each each of the uh, part of the show here. Uh, And since Mark, uh, you've done 
clearly the primarily part of the talking. We're going to let your vocal pipes rest a moment. We're going to put this on Devin. So Devin, tell us about the fandom effect, where people can find it, and what you guys talk about there. Well, this is the best part, Tim, is that Mark will actually chime in and end up yelling at me after a little while. But um, oh, I know, I know, and that's why I let it in that way. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're called the Phantom Effect. Uh, we are found on every big broadcasting platform except for Amazon for some reason. Um, when Jeff Bezos decided to step down, um, he took our podcast with him, um, so we can know we are not able to uh, broadcast on there. But uh, we are found every Friday. And we are found on Scene Snobs every Sunday as well at 8 o'clock. Um, we have a Patreon set up for uh, us as well, just to give us some help. Um, it's Phantom Effect Podcast. We also have Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Mark's on Instagram under uh, Instagram slash Bushido Geek. Uh, there's a period after Bushido um as well and then mark also likes to stream on twitch under the same phrase except no period yep. um so we like to get on there um talk about different fandoms uh tim you know you're aware we have had tons of i want i'm gonna straight up say it nerd talk about everything and anything and that's that's our biggest thing is our gift to the world is being able to let people know that they're not alone in this world there's plenty of other fans out there of the same things that they like. That's right. Letting the geek flag fly. Exactly. So it's, it's important to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, the little bit of solidarity and inclusion with other people, I think is always good to help people know that, that, uh, you know, uh, it's way cooler to be a geek now than it ever was when I was a, a kid, you know, Oh, you like star Wars. You like, that's, that's dumb. Why would you watch star Wars? Why would you, you know, uh, we were always people at my school always kind of uh, looked at us as the uh, the odd ones out because we were you know watching that stuff or you know I like to read comic books and stuff when I was a kid but okay cool uh, and and I think we talked about this I'm pretty positive we talked about this on uh, funny science fiction but uh, let everybody know who your most recent interview was and and uh, what you kind of talked about with them on there so kind of give them a flavor for what your show's about Devin did a pretty nice, good introduction there, but we'll have you tell a little bit more. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the very, the very last one we did, uh, like yesterday, uh, was with a gentleman by the name of uh, Rob Hockman, who was did part of our episode with us when we interviewed Sonny Ono, who uh, was last week, who he was the main liaison between WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling um, back in the heyday, and Rob Hockman is was like his. Like those guys were like partners and Rob Hockman's a guy who worked with like crime time and WWE. Um, and you know, like he was, he also did some stuff with, uh, Super Bowl, uh, with the New York giants. He showed us like a Super Bowl ring last night, but, uh, but he's done a lot of work. Uh, they, they're currently there, uh, him and Sonny owner are the two English announcers for pro wrestling Noah. So if you watch pro wrestling Noah, uh, the English, uh, side of it uh the two guys announcing it are the two guys that we just talked to oh that's uh, cool in the last week or two um i haven't watched pro wrestling noah but from what i've heard it's it's pretty good stuff um and then before that we interviewed jay lethal who's the current ring of honor tag team champion and former uh world champion pure champion i mean every he's held every title in, in that company 
but not just wrestling, you know, we've interviewed Funimation voice actors, uh, people who do comic books, indie comic books, video games, all that kind of stuff. Lots of random people, but are fun. All right, cool. Well, um, I encourage everybody to go out and take a listen to it. I am actually a subscriber of theirs on on Apple uh, iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts. And um, it's a fun show to listen to. Uh, you will fully get your nerd on while while listening uh, to these guys. It's it's a it's a good fun show and they they kind of cross everything. They talk about video games, they talk about comic books, they talk about pro wrestling, clearly. Um, and all the nerd genres in between. So it's it's not just one fandom they cover. They cover everything. So, uh, Mark, Devin, thank you so much for being here today on Focus on Ford. It was great to have you guys. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing us on. Appreciate it. All right, guys, that's going to conclude us today for Focus on Ford. Well, that concludes another episode of Focus on Ford. To be a guest of Focus on Ford, you can reach us through Twitter at podcastfof through our Facebook page named Focused On Forward, or through email, focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, be kind, and be loving to one another as you stay focused on forward.